0: Hi everybody, Cheryl Atkison here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast. Today, cities across America are reporting disturbing spikes in shocking violent crimes committed by children. What's happening and what can be done about it? There is no remaining doubt that in many cities there's a huge spike in juvenile crime. Crime committed by children and often against other children, by the way. You could just do an experiment yourself and go online and search juvenile crime under news. You'll see headlines like, let me read you a couple. Juvenile crime remains top priority as Maryland General Assembly reconvenes. Nebraska rejoins federal juvenile justice program to improve system. Community activists say juvenile law needs to change. D.C. residents share concerns amid rise in juvenile crime, discuss new school safety bills. In Charlotte, juvenile-involved property crimes shootings increased in 2023. And if you haven't heard about the carjackings that kids are committing, it's as if they've suddenly discovered this is something they can do. And in many places, there's little to no accountability when they're caught. There are children as young as eight years old doing these sorts of things. I read one article that talked about carjackings just being out of control, and it said that 70% of the arrests were juveniles. What on earth is going on? Well, I'm looking into America's juvenile crime wave for a story that I'm reporting for my TV program, Full Measure, that's scheduled to air Sunday, January 28th. And for that story, I spoke to one young man who got into trouble when he was 15 years old. And I spoke to his mom, too. Very interesting. I wanted to get their thoughts on how he went down the wrong path and how he got out. So here's an interview with Devalio Anderson, now 19 years old, and his mom, Odester Halliburton.
1: Um, I first got in trouble when I was 15 that summer. It was for, like, petty charges. I got put on probation. And then after that, when I was 16 turning 17 that summer that's when I had like a week span of charges that all got added up all into one day. And then, yeah, after that day when I was locked up, after my 21 days in the juvenile detention center, and then that's when I realized that like I was going to be in there for a little a little bit.
0: What kinds of things were you doing?
1: Um, Grand theft, credit card theft, Credit card fraud, possession of a firearm, discharge of a firearm, um, possession of marijuana, and other charges. I Can't really remember all of them.
0: When you look at that, I know you were an excellent student. Mom's very proud of you. What do you think made you go down that path?
1: Um, trying to follow the world, but the world's always changing, so yeah, I can't really fit into something that's always changing and evolving.
0: Explain a little more. I know you're taking psychology, so you can put this stuff, you'll be putting these things into Um. more clinical terms at some point, but do you feel like it was your friendships or lack of friendships or, um, you know, any, any thoughts as to how you went in that path instead of just... Uh, getting yourself really dissolved in, in your school work or some kind of sports?
1: Yeah, um, growing up, I grew up fast. Like I was always a younger kid hanging out with older kids, but they were never a bad influence on me. I was always just, I guess like if I see like celebrities doing something or like people of a higher status, that would kind of make me like shift more towards like that image in a sense. And, yeah, I guess that just led to me.
0: Popular culture, watching celebrities and bad behavior by famous people. Mm -hmm. Okay, as your mom, as his mom, what are some of your thoughts about this time in his life and what your reflections are as to what you were thinking at the time when you knew he has all this potential?
2: So, at that time, I knew... I thought it was peer pressure because growing up, in my eyes, I'm his mom, right? But in my eyes, DiVallio was just a phenomenal kid. Excellent grades. He was just that powerful kid everyone loved, you know? So when he was going down that path, all I did was pray because I knew I had faith that out of all this heartache that I was going through, At the end, it was gonna be different. So I just continued to pray and believed in him. I knew he was going to change. It was just a matter of time,
0: you know. When you were locked up, was this a juvenile facility, the one you spent the most time in? And were you required to stay there and you finished high school? Like, explain that period of time and how things turned around.
1: Yes, ma'am, so I went from the, like, I guess where every juvenile gets locked up in their county from Duval, then I got shipped to a Level 6 program in Tallahassee. What's
0: Level 6 mean?
1: Um, they have Level 6, Level 8, and Level 10, and it's just like different timelines from when you're in it. So Level 6 is 6 to 9 months. 8 is 10 to 12, and I think 10 is 18 to 36, and it's like from non-secure, and then the security rises with the 8 and the 10.
0: So you were in a less secure place, but you weren't allowed to leave.
1: Yeah, and I'm sorry, what was the question?
0: Well, what happened there, and how did you turn things around? What Did you do some self-reflection while you were in that facility, or what changed you? Yeah,
1: almost every night when I was locked up, I would do, like, I guess I would self-reflect on my past and what I did to get here, and even the way I was living, regardless of if I was breaking the law or not, just like, I don't know, I guess that's when it clicked that, I knew that I was lost and I was trying to follow something that wasn't right. And that's when, like, I started to, like, actually pray and talk to God rather than just trying to pray a prayer that sounds nice. And, yeah, I started to pick up the Bible for the first time and read it. And that's what, like, brought me peace and comfort in that situation.
0: When you were involved in crime and committing crimes, do you remember, did it feel exciting or scary or what kind of feelings were you getting?
1: Um, I guess in the moment, exciting more from like, an ad- not exciting in a good way, but like exciting in the sense of like you have an adrenaline boost going of, you know, what you're doing and you know, like, I guess the severe consequences of it. And you know how everything can just all crash all at once. But I mean, you're already in it so there's really no turning back once. You started doing whatever you've been doing.
0: We're doing a story that looks at the spike in juvenile crime, crime committed by people even far younger than you were in high school. We're talking about some kids that are 8 years old, hijacking cars and shooting people. When you hear about this as I'm, as I'm sure you have, let me get your mom's thoughts first. Do you have any ideas as to what could be behind a spike in juvenile crime?
2: I think drugs play a big role because once you're intaking other chemicals in your body, it, will, it sets you off in the brain, you know? So I think a lot has to do with an illegal substance. Do you agree with that?
1: Um, to a certain extent. I don't think the biggest part, especially in a kid that's like eight, I don't think drugs is playing a big factor. I think it's who the, um, whoever is older around him, whoever he looks up to in a sense. I don't think that that's a positive environment.
0: Do you have any thoughts as to why it could be worse today than maybe 10 years ago in terms of how many kids are getting involved in trouble?
1: Yeah, probably, I guess, like, 10 years ago, the kids that were growing up, they had um different, I guess, 10 years ago, the kids that were growing up that were bad, they end up right now as the older people of the newer generation. And so you have the loss leading the loss, and that doesn't lead to anything.
0: And what are your thoughts about, if we're doing a story that looks at what could be done or what people ought to know about young people and why they commit crime or how to stop it? What are some of your thoughts about
1: that? Um, obviously, in America, you have, if you commit a crime, you get locked up or you have some sort of punishment. I think that in places, especially with juvenile places, they should have genuine staff that care for the kids and are able to talk and relate to them rather than Staff that are just coming to work just to get a paycheck, because in that environment, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. You
0: didn't
1: but in that environment, you're just gonna—it's just like timeout. You're gonna put somebody in timeout for six months, twelve months, and then just gonna come out just to do the same thing.
0: Along the way, you said you started getting in trouble when you were fifteen. Is there something that could have made a difference sooner? Do you think harsher punishment, less punishment? Better people? I don't know what happened as a result of what you did when you were 15,
1: but what do you think? Um, I think somebody who I kind of like sway to, like an older person who I relate to, like telling me what I was doing. Even though I know what I was doing was wrong, but like, I don't know, just kind of coming to me on like a more friend vibe. And he's able to like relate to me and talk to me through certain stuff rather than because, like, we hear from our parents all the time. And then, when they obviously what they're saying is right, but when we hear it, it's just like, oh, it's just our parents talking. So, yeah, maybe that.
0: And that didn't happen when you were 15?
1: Um, it did on some occasions, but like, I'm hard headed, so. Somebody can tell me ten times not to run into a wall and just because I have the thought I'm going to go run into the wall, that's just me.
0: Do you think severe punishment is called for in terms of juvenile crime? I think in some places there's very little punishment. I think in other jurisdictions they get, you know, they get some punishment, they get locked away like you eventually did or get mm. held in a secure situation. What are your thoughts about the path to go?
1: Um. See, to be honest, I don't, I don't think this might sound like off topic or I don't think jail works because too much people go back to jail for jail to work. I think it's whatever happens to the person while they're in there, whether they finally talk about what's bothering with them or what's tormenting them deep down inside and they finally get that released in there to where when they're able to come back into society, they're able to like. Perform or just. Maybe. Yeah, just like maintaining society as a person who is fixed and healed rather than a broken person.
0: You um, applied for college when you got out. You got accepted, my understanding is to the three you applied for. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have a different sense now that you fit in with the changing world? What is different besides, I mean, I guess you said you're faith in God or your relationship? Is there anything mm-hmm.
1: else? Do you feel like you have more of a place now? What's the plan? Um, No, yeah, that, the, my relationship with God has been the biggest thing because once I put my identity in Jesus Christ, it's like I'm not, I can't be swayed towards anything else because I have my foundation on that. So it's like however the world goes, whatever happens, I know that God has a plan for my life. As long as I'm staying with him through it, that should be fine.
0: Some kids get in trouble. they have no positive authority figures in their lives. Clearly, your son did. and you see him going down this path with all the promise he has, he had opportunities. What are your thoughts on what a parent can do or what someone can do with a child? Even in the best of circumstances, maybe they feel like you feel like you've given them but may still go the wrong way.
2: I think as a mom, You just always have to try and get as much help as you can from all sources. Just try and never give up, you know. I know Diwali was going through and all I did, I prayed a lot. I got closer to God and I got all the help I could from all over. I I had people like NFL players that would write to him while he was locked up just to give him hope. You know, so I think getting help from all around and not just think you have this. You can do it all by yourself because it's a lot.
0: Do you wonder if you might have gotten in worse trouble? Like you could be in prison now. You, could, If you had done something yeah. worse, if you had hurt somebody, like tell me your thoughts on that.
1: Um, I'm glad that it didn't happen like that. But I mean, if it did, then I would have had to take the consequence to whatever Whatever I did, whether it was if I hit somebody, if I were to sh- have shot somebody, whatever that punishment was that was justified by the law, that was based on my own actions. So no matter how long, even if I were to have a life sentence that would have been on me, I would have took that one under the chin.
0: What are you doing today?
1: Studying psychology. And I'm just trying to work out to, um, to walk on for football in February, and yeah, I'm just taking it day by day.
0: Do you feel positive about your future?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I have a purpose. I know God brought me through everything, and he kept me through it by his grace. Just He didn't bring me through all of that just for me to just, I don't know, just for me to not amount to anything. I know everything. I know what I went through, I would be able to speak to somebody who's going through it, or knows somebody who's going through it, so I'm able to relate to them.
0: Any last thoughts about this topic?
2: Just never give up on your child and always speak like positive, you know.
0: After a short break, one of the most terrible crimes I've interviewed anybody about three children in Florida who allegedly murdered three other children, execution style. Introducing Whipped Seafoam Body Butter by Sirenais Cosmetics. Hi, I'm Star, owner of The Lemonade Mermaid. Enriched with the nourishing powers of cocoa butter, mango butter, and shea butter, Our body butter whisks you away to a world of deep hydration. Experience the essence of the sea with every application as this whipped delight leaves your skin refreshed, replenished, and ready to conquer the day. Visit TheLemonadeMermaid.com and make your skin sing with the magic of the sea. Now you are going to be hearing from the grandmother of a young victim in a terrible case in Marion County, Florida, that would be going to trial soon. This is a case where six children who knew each other were, according to police, driving around looking for trouble, basically, late at night, looking to commit crimes, smoking marijuana or using drugs and or using other drugs. And something happened, and it turns out that three of the children allegedly ended up shooting and killing execution-style three of the other children. Lisa Windsor is the grandmother of a young victim named Layla Silbernail in this crime. Here's a little bit of my interview with the grandmother, Lisa Windsor.
3: Well, we haven't actually learned exactly what happened because it's still under, uh, in the court system, I should say. Um, But it... uh, what had happened has, um, our hearts are broken. They'll never be mended. Um, we still wait for her to come through that door. It builds up a lot of hate. Um, and I look at people differently now. Um, for me, I it's still fresh. I'm still a little bit numbed. Um, and it's a shame I have to go on medication for it, but. Um, I just
0: did did you know any of these kids that she
3: was with? Do you know if you ever met any of them? No, I have not met any of them. Um, I know she, they all, I think they all used to go to school together. Um, but as for knowing the kids, I didn't know them.
0: What was it? What were your thoughts when you learned that these were children, you know, underage that were responsible for these horrific things? These were children. The the people arrested were all under 18, including a 12-year-old. Yeah. When you learned that, were you thinking, what is going on? What were your thoughts about them being so young? Were you surprised or not really?
3: It was... Shocking because why would be, uh, especially why would a 12-year-old have a, a gun to begin with? Um, I, I really don't, I really, uh, it's it's all, like I said, it's all too fresh for me and I don't understand why these juveniles all have, can get a hold of guns to begin with. Um, You know, uh, we were talking a moment ago,
0: and I was saying that there's been a juvenile crime increase around the country, and you said you think one here, too. Yeah. Um, What have you heard about that in recent years? Have you just heard more on the news or just more word of mouth about kids getting in trouble?
3: Uh, No, it's been on the news. It's been, um, like, posted, like, uh, let's see. um, I think there was, like, another... I, you know, you hear on the news, like, right after this happened, you hear another 19-year-old that was, you know, shot. Then you heard a 17-year-old was found with shot. shot. Um, and then just recently, like a couple of days ago, a 19-year-old was shot in his car. You know, I don't know these people, but, you know, the crime rate here, I think, in Ocala is bad.
0: And... As you look around the country and people are kind of dealing with crime's a problem in general, but if you're looking at the specific problem of young people committing crimes at younger and younger ages, do you have any thoughts as to how to, how that should be addressed or can be addressed or questions you have about it?
3: I don't think, I don't think that it can be addressed or, because um, when there's a, a gun law here, you know, or anywhere in the n- nation, um, that's not going to stop the juveniles from getting guns. It really isn't.
0: I know Layla was really active in sports, as, as you were telling me about. Was she ever in trouble that you know of, or she just...
3: No, she su- never was in trouble, never. Was it
0: such a surprise to you that you found out she was associating with these other kids?
3: Well... It was a surprise to us because um, Layla really wouldn't really hang around kids like that. Um, She wasn't raised that way. Um, She had um, a good head on her shoulders. Um, I think personally she was dragged into this because she was a driver.
0: You, did you raise her for how many years, or how long was she
3: living with you? Um, I want to say I've been raising her since, actually since she was a baby, you know. Um, I would say probably about maybe three months up, she would, you know, stay, but, you know, um, her mom would take her, you know, sometimes, but then she'd bring her back and, you know, but, um would you She's say like a daughter to me, my only granddaughter. She was just like a daughter to me.
0: Would you say the sports-related things that you did were the most, some those, of the most, the sports-related activities and the travel team were those some of the most
3: memorable yeah. moments, yeah, that we've had.
0: What was it like when she had a good game, or sort of what was her personality like? Um,
3: she was a good. She had good sportsmanship. Um, She loved ball. And then um, not only that, um, uh, one of her games she played um,
0: softball related?
3: Yeah, but it was a position she played. Okay. And the position she played, um, she actually went and tagged the person out. And they called her the Beast. <coughs> so, um, and she loves, she loves sports. She liked traveling. She, um, you know, when we travel, get a motel room, one of her friends will stay with us. And, you know, um, and um, we had a lot of fun. She had a lot of fun. She loved the game softball. That was her passion. Matter of fact, about two weeks prior to this happening, she asked me to find her another travel ball team.
0: If you're interested in this topic, you can hear more about this case and what the local sheriff who handled it, what he thinks of it and what he thinks ought to be done in my other podcast, Full Measure After Hours. I'm speaking with Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods. And I hope you will check out my cover story on Full Measure January 27th to find out how to watch. You can go to com and click the Full Measure tab for a list of stations and times. In some markets, we are seen on Sundays on two different stations two or three times. So there are a lot of opportunities to watch us. But if you don't have a station in your market or if it's easier... You can always go to fullmeasure.news online, and about 9.30, a little after 9.30, Eastern Time on Sundays, you can see the program right there, and then we post it around noon, so if you miss it during the live feed or you're listening to this after January 27th, that's okay because you can go to fullmeasure.news anytime and watch it and use the search bar if it's not on the homepage, if it's something that's older and you're looking back to try to see it. For this, you could search, for example, juvenile crime. I think you'll like a lot of what you see at fullmeasure.news. In this age of a highly controlled media landscape, it's never been more important to fight the heavy hand of censorship and support truly independent journalism. Go to CherylAxon.com and click on the store tab for a great way to do that. There are all kinds of fun and functional products designed specifically for independent and free thinkers like you, featuring slogans like, I tested positive for critical thinking, and I need to find some new conspiracy theories, all my old ones came true. Proceeds support independent journalism causes like the ION Awards for off-narrative, accurate reporting. Go to CherylAckeson.com and click the store tab today. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that if you did, you'll leave us a great review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Check out my other podcast, Full Measure After Hours. And now you can support independent journalism causes by visiting CherylAckison.com and clicking on the Store tab. There are some thought-provoking and fun products designed exclusively for independent and free thinkers like you, such as products with the slogan, I need to find some new conspiracy theories. All my old ones came true. Proceeds benefit independent reporting causes. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself.